We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. For the home team on AM860, the answer. The home team is brought to you in part by Advent Health Center Ice off I-75 at State Route 56 in Wesley Chapel. By Grace Family Church. Just try it. By Action Air Conditioning. In business since 1988. By Vermost Insurance. By Mahoney's Auto Repair. By the Palm Pavilion on Clearwater Beach. By the Positive Coaching Alliance. By Casper's Company, McDonald's Restaurants. And by AmeriFirst Mortgage. And now, here he is, the arena voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Orlando Magic, and the press box voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Paul Porter. Good morning and welcome to the home team. Glad to have you with us on this Saturday as we uh, talk about all of our local teams and uh, it's starting to get fun now. College football really kicks off this weekend. Yes. Uh, the Bucks just one week away from kicking off their season, and the Rays all of a sudden find themselves in a pennant race or in a division race, and uh, what looked like an insurmountable amount now looks very reachable. Yeah, uh, we'll chat pre- more about John Bychek when he amazing arrives. Amazing how things change, how quickly that uh, you know. I mean, it was was so long ago. The Rays for a brief period, moment were out of the playoff hunt, and outs, actually outside of the third wild card, mm-hmm. just briefly. But still, they were struggling a little bit. But now they're on a roll. Yankees are struggling. They've narrowed the margin, I believe, to what is it five five, five now. games now? Uh, yeah, it's 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 getting real exciting. It's a very uh, doable thing now, especially the way the Yankees are free falling. Yep. And uh, they are banged up with injuries, too. But they have not handled their injuries nearly as well as the Rays have handled their injuries. Because the Rays have had some guys out, too, with some significant injuries. But uh, uh, it's fun. And uh, I think because it is the Yankees in the free fall, a lot of people take even extra pleasure in that as opposed to Blue Jays or Orioles. But you you talk about them not being able to handle the injury situation well. I think a lot of that has to do – with the pressure that comes from being the New York Yankees, being in that spotlight. Down here, it's a completely different situation. I think that's why many players have, have talked about, uh, you know, how enjoyable their time is playing for the Rays. I'm sure that they all would, would like to have, you know, better home attendance, but nonetheless, you don't have the pressure and the spotlight and the huge giant expectations that come with being a Yankees or a Red Sox or those types of teams. And I think that lends itself to the, everyone handling adversity a lot better. I do think there would have been pressure on the Rays had they been in first place 13 games ahead and saw the lead dwindle down to five and keep falling. There would have been the market, this market even, putting pressure on them, but not to the level of a New York market. No. That's uh, I think that's what you're saying, Mr. Bychek. Welcome. Thank you, sir. Glad you could uh, uh, be with us here today. And Thank you, sir. Uh, uh, I was not at the Rays game last night, nor did I watch it. But 
I understand there were probably more Yankee fans there than Rays fans, and the majority went home disappointed. I think you're probably accurate. We watched it on TV, and there were a lot of fans uh, cheering uh, and booing when calls didn't go the way the Yankees wanted them to go. Uh, I think you're going to look at, depending on today's game, this is a little irony here, last night could be a watershed game for a water statement game, shed statement for the for the Rays. If they win 9 to nothing coming in, the Rays, the Rays embarrassed the Yankees last night, nine to nothing. A lot of errors. They threw a pitcher. I think the shortstop came in, or second baseman came in to pitch at the end of the game. You know, they threw the white flag up, and they can take that and go the other way. The Rays can take it and go the right way as well. So it'll be interesting what they say. Big couple of games coming up today and tomorrow uh, for the Rays. When you look at it, they could be within three games by Sunday evening. And they've got three next weekend in New York. That's correct. So uh, they they can still uh, very easily uh, win this uh, division. And the way the Yankees are free-falling, I would not be shocked to see the Rays sweep them this weekend and go into New York and take at least two out of three and be within a game or so. You almost look at this game as being the rubber game. Normally you split them and then the third game's the rubber game. This mm-hmm. is, to me, the rubber game. If they take this game, I think that's going to be a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if you want to join us, we welcome you and uh, want to hear from you at 289-1860. In Hillsboro, we're toll-free at 877-969-8600. We have a couple of contests today, uh, but staying with baseball, John, I brought this book in because I think you're going to want to read it. Uh, Rick Vaughn, the longtime PR director of the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, is going to join us on the program today at 11.45, but he has authored a book entitled A Hundred Years of Baseball on St. Petersburg's Waterfront. And it is everything about St. Petersburg and spring training, and it centers around a gentleman by the name of Mr. Al Lang, who was really responsible for Major League Baseball bringing uh, spring training to St. Petersburg. And the history of the Cardinals and the Yankees and the Mets and all you know, the Braves, all the teams that trained in St. Petersburg. I, I had a chance to throw out the first pitch at a Cardinals spring training okay. game when I was a kid. Okay. Yep. So it And it goes from when they first arrived and the talk of trying to get baseball in St. Petersburg for spring training all the way through the becoming the spring training capital of Major League Baseball. Uh, to his goal of having every team trained in Florida. He never accomplished that, but he came within four teams of every team training in Florida, uh, Al Lang did. And it's just a fascinating read. I, While I was out last week uh, on a cruise with my wife, I enjoyed uh, reading this book, read it from cover to cover, and I think you'll enjoy it. So, uh, John, you being the baseball guy that you are, it's, it's one of those, it's an easy read, it's not a long read, but I think you'll find it very enjoyable. Bring back a lot of memories, a lot of names, and uh, certainly we'll look forward to talking to Rick about that at 11.45 uh, this morning. We have two contests for you today. Since this is the college football weekend kickoff, um, and here in the state of Florida, uh, we've got the uh, USF Bulls taking on Brigham Young at 4 o'clock at Raymond James in their season opener. And the Florida Gators, who you'll hear right here on AM860, The Answer, kicking off their season in Gainesville against Utah. And uh, we'll have you pick both of those games, give us the final score of both games, so you'll have two chances to win 
on those two games. And uh, as we alluded to last week, Jason, uh, or two weeks ago, this is probably about the worst college football has been in the state of Florida. Yeah, it has, and we hope that that uh, is going to change. Uh, we had Marshall on last week. He's very optimistic that the teams here in the Sunshine State are going to turn it around. Let's hope so, because I think it's it's a lot more exciting when all of the teams are doing well. I remember you know, pretty much throughout the, the whole decade of the 90s, all three of the, the major teams, Florida, Florida State, and Miami, they were national title contenders, and that just made the – the excitement around their games, every game that they played in, all the much more meaningful. Uh, as of right now, the only uh, Florida team ranked in the top 25 is Miami, and they're number 16. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but the others, you know, uh, Florida's starting a new coach, Billy Napier. He comes over from Louisiana Lafayette. Uh, he's he taking over his first year there. Mike Norville, this is his third year. Uh, this is kind of a make-it-or-break-it year for him, I think, at Florida State. The first two seasons haven't gone so well. They have a huge game uh, tomorrow night against LSU in New Orleans. So that's, you know, that, that's, that's a big one there. So we'll see how they do. And, of course, USF, Jeff Scott, his third year, make it or break it year. Um, they've got a tough one today against BYU. But, uh, it, listen, if, if, if they're as improved a team as I think they should be by year three, they can certainly make a game of it. Who knows? They might pull the upset. But regardless, I, I think it's a, it's a big – it's a it's a way to make a statement for USF. Whether they even if they lose, you want to play well. You come up a little short. At least have something to build on. You don't want to get blown out and embarrassed because that would be really devastating to start the season for them. And all of this coming on the heels of uh, the announcement this week at USF that they are really moving forward with the new stadium to be built. Uh, the goal is to have it ready for the fall of 2026. Uh, an on-campus stadium. That's great news. Uh, and it, it is as far as uh, USF is concerned. Uh, that puts even more pressure on the program to go into that new stadium in the fall of 2026 with a very formidable team. Yes. You don't want to be a doormat no. opening up a new stadium that would be lucky to win a couple of games. No, absolutely not. But the, but the key with, the, with the having a stadium on campus, on or near campus, is that gives you an that gives USF an identity, their own identity. They're no, no longer playing in the shadow of a pro team, playing in that other pro team's stadium. And I think the only w- true way to have the college atmosphere, the, the, mm-hmm. the college feel at a football game is to have that stadium near campus where, you know, the students can, can, uh, can walk over. Everyone can get over. It's, it's, it's a big gathering. It's a big party. And, and I think that that is, is key to, to really getting their own identity separate from, uh, from the Bucks, We mentioned a, a good early test for USF, a good early test for Florida as well. They're not playing a doormat. They're playing a top 25 Utah team. Uh, a top 10 team, the number mm-hmm. 7 team in the country. That is a monumental uh, start, uh, a game, you know, starting the Billy Napier uh, regime there. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens there. Of course, they'll have the home field advantage. Gonna, you know, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of people there. Uh, Utah's looked at as obviously the better team. Uh, some people look at Utah as a, as a possible um, national title contender this year. And uh, so, yeah, that's going to be really big. I want to go back to USF and the stadium. You know, I, I think a lot of people, and I don't want to be a naysayer on the stadium. I'm going to support it. We'll probably buy a chair somewhere, you know, donate some money to get it going. But it's a commuter school in my mind. It's not an on-campus, small-town, college-town, commuter-type school. In my mind, I think the 
how, how many fans are you going to get? How the college experience? They don't have a lot of dorms on campus. You know, they have a lot of apartments surrounding it. Will you get a lot of? Will, will you have that college atmosphere? It it mm. has Good changed question. though from what it used. Yes, I, I agree. For the most part, it has been a commuter school. But in recent years, they have built more dorms and more apartments and more. And I think you you've seen more students living on or near campus in more recent years at USF. So. I think it's it has gone from being a primarily only a commuter school to being more of a, you know a typical university where you see a lot of the students staying there on campus. Mm-hmm. I the only thing I have a problem with, and uh, and this is from a recruiting point of view, you're giving up the fact to go to a high school graduate and sit in his living room with his parents, saying you can play in the same stadium where the Super Bowl was played. And I think you lose that by having your own stadium and not playing at Raymond James. I think a lot of players are in awe when they say, wow, I'm, I'm going to play where Tom Brady did. But the only thing is the majority of games, uh, you know, most of the seats at Raymond James are empty for USF games. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's one th- it is a very impressive stadium, but if it's not filled – to capacity, if it's not even close to being filled to capacity, to me that diminishes. At least if you build a, a smaller on-campus stadium that you you have a lot of – I mean, when you look at it, you go into it, and it's mostly filled. You know, that's kind of why um, a UCF, you know, they, for years they played in the, the Citrus Bowl, which is a bigger stadium, and, and they, you know, made the decision to have an on-campus stadium, made all the difference in the world. So I think that it, it's more important to fill the stadium – to capacity than necessarily having, you know, an impressive-looking stadium. Does that matter to the blue-chip players? To the blue-chip players, a five-star, four-star, does it matter? It might matter to a fringe player, but I think somebody's saying, I don't, I don't care where I play, I want to play at a big school that's winning. I don't know you throw that in. Just a thought. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. I, so that, and I, that, I totally and that's where, that. like you said, USF has to win. And that's, you know, that's also the reason they haven't been able to, to negotiate to get to a bigger conference. Because they haven't been winning. We're on the other side. UCF, a couple of years, they're going, they're leaving the American to go to the Big 12. They could do that because they've been winning. USF hasn't. The but only way you could. Do, do you put, Cashin, most of my comments seem to be negative this morning. Do you put USF, even if they start winning in the same category as the Rays, are people going to come to the games? You know, well, I did, mm. listen. There was there was a period. Remember in in the the year that they went up to when number Levitt two was, in the country when Levitt was, when Levitt was there. The, the yeah. late the late 2000s. You got good crowds there, and they and they were, of course, again, they were in they were rated two or three in the country at the they, time. Well, in two thousand seven, mm-hmm. they started out six and zero, got to number two. They were playing in a, in a big conference, the Big East conference. That at the time, that was a, a top notch conference, and they were playing really good competition. And of course, unfortunately, with the with the, all the shifting, the realignment, the Big East went away, and they were left primarily in an irrelevant conference. And I think that's and that plus the losing has has hurt the attendance. Want to say hello to the rubber cement man who's uh, watching on uh, Facebook Live, the home team with Paul Porter. Glad to have you with us. He is picking uh, Brigham Young to win by a score of forty-eight to ten, and he's picking Utah to win forty to twenty. So both Florida teams in well, the contest that, uh, going down to defeat. Yeah, that, that U.S. That I hope. Boy, I hope he's wrong in the USF. That really would be. Now, you, you know, USF did play BYU last year in BYU and played them very tough. It, it ended up being a one-possession score at the end of the game. And, of course, you figure USF only won two games last year. So you figure if they could play them tough last year, having a bad year in BYU, 
they should be able, I think, to hold their own um, down here. I'm not saying that they're going to win, but they, they, they should be able to at least make a game of it. Unfortunate, I think, that uh, the Yankees and the Rays are going to be playing at the same time that USF is playing Utah. Uh, so sports fans that are planning their Saturday, they got to choose one of the other. See, but I, I think you're going to have, a, a, again, it all comes down to what, what is your sport. Is football a sport? Are you a college football fan? If you mm-hmm. are, those will, will try to – they'll definitely go to the USF game. Baseball is your sport. You, you go to the Rays. So but I I'm talking about the one that neither one is their sport. They're just you're looking for something to do. Those are the ones that you got to split. Right, right. I, I would, I would tend to believe, and I, I mean, I, I, I could be wrong. The, the atmosphere of the college football game is more exciting. And plus, this is the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, that some might look at that if they're looking to go to one event or the other. Well, it's uh, nothing you can do about it. You know, schedules are made, and and they stay with those. TV has a lot to do with. Uh, how the schedules are made. The game, I know that the game is going to be televised on uh, on ESPNU, so mm-hmm. it is going to be on TV. The, the USF BYU game at, at four o'clock, and it's of course, and and the other thing again, it's it's in the middle of all a ton of other good big games. You got Georgia versus Oregon at three thirty today. Um, of course, the Florida Utah game is at, at seven. Uh, also at uh, seven thirty, uh, uh, Ohio State Notre Dame, the pre- mm-hmm. premier matchup in terms of the rankings. That's number two versus number five. So. There's a lot of big games uh, today and this weekend in college football. As you can tell, Jason is not very excited about the college football kickoff no, weekend. Like, like my Christmas. <laughs> you know, what time is the coin flip? <laughs> exactly. Well, and also Thursday night were two outstanding games. I don't know if either of you watch them, but uh, Pittsburgh, West Virginia, the return of the backyard brawl, 38-31 final score, Pittsburgh won, and then also Penn State, uh, versus Purdue, uh, Penn State won 35-31. Both of those games, multiple lead changes, back and forth, went down to the wire. Yes, very like exciting. Jason says, it's just Christmas. That is. And that leads to my next point, actually. Do you like the fact that we have this weekend with no NFL games? NFL doesn't start till Thursday night. Do you like the fact that you do have a spotlight the entire weekend on college football and that the NFL is waiting until next weekend to kick off their season. I um I don't mind it either way. I actually kind of liked it when when college football and NFL, the NFL used to open the week earlier. It would kind of open the same weekend as college football because again, the college football games are played on Saturday, the NFL games are played on Sunday. So honestly, I would I would be just as happy if the if the games were were played uh, if the NFL started early. I guess but, I have to, I have to work tomorrow, so in that way for this year, I'm glad that's not. But so. because of that, you wouldn't probably have the Notre or the uh, Florida State the marquee game. LSU game on Sunday on Sunday night. night. Yeah, yeah. If the NFL but that, was playing, but that's on but Sunday. that is the only game. Well, uh, they both, night. if mm-hmm. the NFL and the college football start at the same time, you'd need to change your remote batteries, uh, <laughs> you know, pretty quickly. That, that's what I. That's what I do anyway. It's on college football Saturday, I'm, I'm flipping <laughs> channels all over the place. You change your remote battery. Absolutely. Yeah. There you go. Two eight nine eighteen sixty in Hillsboro and toll free at eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred. The phone lines are totally filled, but we will be clearing those as we go. And you'll be able to call in and get a line and give your thoughts on the number of the things we're talking about. One last thing I want to talk about, uh, and that is I know that we have said preseason means absolutely nothing. Uh, but I am more concerned, not with the 0-3 record that the Bucks had in preseason, the fact that you have the offensive line significantly banged up and 
you have the Tom Brady vacation that was in there, and I think we can call it a vacation now because it's been pretty well established that he was in the Bahamas spending time with his wife on vacation, that he wasn't doing any uh, uh, counseling or personal problems or things like that. He just had a vacation set up before he took the job, basically. It's like somebody applying for a job and being hired and say, okay, I I do have a vacation the second week in in, uh, September or August, and uh, I have to, I'm going to be taking that vacation. I'll have to work my new job around that. Uh, but how much did it hurt the Bucks? Not so much Brady, but how much did it hurt the Bucks not having their quarterback, their starting quarterback, for a significant amount of reps and that he only played a little bit in the three preseason. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried about that at all. I think Brady is not uh, Brady, but the Bucks. I'm, I'm I'm not worried about that. I'm worried about the, the injuries are always the concern. That's the one thing that could derail this team. Uh, the 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 fact that uh, you, you've got some key injuries in the offensive line, we've got addressed. But going forward, if there are any more significant injuries, to me, that's the the one thing and the only thing that can can keep this team from competing. This is a very talented football team overall. Um, you know, it, 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 pretty much every position, uh, the, the line you're now, we're going to have to break in some new, some younger inexperienced players. They're going to have to step up and perform. And of course you worry, you know, you saw though the last preseason game, Robert Hainsey, the backup center who's filling in for Ryan Jensen, he leaves the game with an ankle right. injury. Thankfully it wasn't, didn't seem to be that serious, but that goes to show you right there. How the, the the thin line, the, the the how narrow the margin is. You get a guy like him go down, some other guys go down. You could have a serious problem in a hurry. That's the one concern moving forward, and the I think the only thing that could can turn the season into a disappointment is the injuries. You know, I I think they gave him the player of the game because he was six for eight at forty four yards. He missed or six for seven. I I don't think it hurt. I think what's going to happen is as the season goes on, all is not kosher in the Brady household from what I understand I've had some rumors out this week I'm sure you guys have heard him as well that Giselle's not happy he's playing football and how that shapes up for the rest of the season could determine how well we play how well Brady plays I think Brady's going to hit the receivers I think to your point maybe the receivers needed more time running routes and catching and knowing where the ball was going to be Brady was he looked sharp in his two series really sharp well and I can say this uh when a player is having personal problems in his marriage or in his life or medical issues or whatever it may be, no matter who that player is, he's human. And it's going to have an effect. I know if I'm struggling in my personal life, it has an effect on me. And I don't think there's a person walking this earth, if he or she is honest, can say that, if their personal life is out of whack, that it doesn't affect their business life, their life in general. So I I think, to your point, John, that could very well be the case, and that could have an effect on him. Uh, We saw it with Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, He was having issues with his wife, I believe, getting to the United States and, and having issues in Russia with her being allowed to come to the United States. And he had a, a stretch where he was not the Andre Vasilevsky that we all know. Uh, personal lives definitely affect your public and career life. Yeah, and that 
probably centers around Devin White saying, look, we're praying for him. Devin's a strong believer, strong Christian. And, mm-hmm. and you look at that, they probably everybody knew. Surprising, though, that it never got out until after he's back and playing that, you know, there may be some marital discord there. So uh, Giselle's not happy. Mama's not happy. A lot of people aren't happy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's uh, on that <laughs> go to a break and then come back and take your phone calls. 289-1860 in Hillsboro. Toll free at 877-969-8600. Jason, you have some exciting news that we'll get to about Alessi Bakery uh, coming up in just a couple of weeks mm-hmm. or three weeks. So uh, we'll be talking about that and uh, lots to go on the home team here. So uh, once one of those phone lines free up, grab it because they're going to go quick. And, uh, again, you can also enter the contest on Facebook Live. And I would challenge your regular all of our regular viewers, Mike is watching now on Facebook Live, uh, feel free to give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you don't have to be a professional caller. You don't have to be a regular caller. But we'd like to hear your voice. I mean, on, yes. I know there's a lot of people that watch every week on Facebook Live, and that's wonderful. Glad to have you. But, uh, hey, we'd love to talk to you. Uh, feel free to give talk us a call. Talk radio. There you go. More of the home team coming up on TheAnswerTampa.com, AM860, The Answer, and Facebook. Live! News, insight, passion, AM860, The Answer. When you talk about ice rink development in West Central Florida, one name stands alone. Iceman Development, LLC. Gordy Zimmerman, president and founder of Iceman Development, has played an integral part in the construction of the Ice Sports Forum in Brandon, the training home of the three-time Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Advent Health Center Ice Complex, a multi-million dollar facility boasting 150,000 square feet and ranked the top indoor ice rink facility by both the USA Today and Yelp. Iceman Development is currently involved in creating yet another outstanding ice rink facility in Trinity in Pasco County. Iceman's company mission is to build community projects that impact the area both in quality of life and economic growth. For more information, visit IcemanDevelopment.com. That's Iceman with two N's, Development.com. You've got to try the most authentic Italian restaurant in Tampa Bay. Trattoria Pasquale at 3671 West Shore Boulevard in South Tampa was named the best Italian restaurant in Tampa by Tampa Magazine. Executive chef Luigi Cavallaro was named one of the best chefs in Tampa and was honored by the president of Italy. Be sure and visit their website, TrattoriaPasquale.com, and get on their invite list for Big Night, a seven-course dinner that features one of Italy's 20 regions with a surprise menu. It fills up fast, so be sure and get on the invite list. My personal favorite are the meatballs, and they serve about a 1,000 a month. Trattoria Pasquale is open Tuesday through Saturday nights for dinner from 5 to 10 p.m. Reservations strongly suggested for Thursday, Friday, or Saturday nights and can be made at their website or by calling 813-831-9572. Find us online at TheAnswerTampa.com. Honest Mahoney's. That's what people have been calling LZ Mahoney for more than 35 years. Honest LZ Mahoney. The name really says it all. Mahoney's Auto Repair is a place you can trust. In fact, it was some of his loyal customers that came up with the name. 
Generations of people who've been taking their cars to 4040 54th Avenue North for three and a half decades. Do you need some work done on your car? If his loyal customers call him Honest Mahoney's, that should tell you something right there. The next time you need work done on your car, take it to my friend LZ Mahoney's. He's been a part of the home team for nearly 20 years. Mahoney's Auto Repair. Or just remember Honest Mahoney's. 4040 54th Avenue North in St. Petersburg. A place that people have called home for more than 35 years. Honest Mahoney's. 4040 54th Avenue North in St. Petersburg. Because no matter what, no matter where, you need the truth. And specifically, if you're listening from Newport Ritchie to St. Petersburg or from Tampa to the coast, you can get the answer on FM 93.7. Always on AM 860, online at theanswertampa.com. And depending on where you are, on FM 93.7. Fire up your Saturday night with a fireworks show at a Clearwater Threshers game. The Threshers light up the sky after every Saturday night home game at Baycare Ballpark. Come enjoy a night of family-friendly entertainment and have a blast watching a spectacular fireworks display to conclude the night. Check out remaining fireworks dates for the summer on threshersbaseball.com, including the largest and last fireworks show of the season on September 10th. Presented by Big Storm Brewing, get your tickets now at threshersbaseball.com. Join AM860, The Answer, on Sunday, October 16th as the Battleground Talkers Tour, the midterm showdown, comes to Tampa. Mike Gallagher, Brandon Tatum, and Sebastian Gorka in a vigorous discussion of issues crucial to you, your family, and community. The economy and inflation, the border crisis, our civil rights under attack, the weaponization of the IRS, the raid on Mar-a-Lago, the real effects of the Biden administration, and much more. The Battleground Talkers Tour is something you'll never forget and could make the difference in this coming election. Get your tickets today at TheAnswerTampa.com. Presented by Wired Differently. Welcome back to the home team on TheAnswerTampa.com, AM860, The Answer, and Facebook Live. And uh, welcome to all of you on Facebook Live joining us, Mike and uh, Conrad, and a number of other people that are tuned in. Glad to have you there. And again, you can join us on the phone lines as well. Two contests for you to take part in today, the USF Brigham Young game and Florida-Utah. Since we are the uh, radio home of the Florida Gators here in the Tampa Bay area, We certainly want to include them and USF being the local team. So for those of you that call in and say, why didn't you include Miami and Florida State? Well, selfish reasons, I guess. USF is our Tampa team, Tampa Bay team, and the Florida Gators are on this station. So that's why we're selecting those two games. Let's go to the phone lines, and uh, John is with us first. Hello, John. You're on the home team. Good morning, guys. Good morning. Good morning. Excellent. I got something for John and Jason. Uh, First baseball with John. Did you know that Roger Maris passed away in 85 and he had 61 homers and 61 um, years ago? And also he wore the number nine and Judd is wearing 99. And Judd just hit 203 career homers on August 10th. And Roger Maris had two oh three, unbelievable, huh? Yeah, Go, I mean, those are yeah, those are great it, factual comments. I'm not that into it like you and Jason are, but those are astounding numbers. I think Judge could break that record this year. I think Bonds broke it a while back, but I really don't count him as a home run king at all. Yeah, I know. 
Uh, there was an interesting story I heard about uh, Roger Maris this past week. Uh, we have our own Pepin beer distributing company here that just got sold. And when Art Pepin was buying it from Augusta Bush, he was going to get Ocala and uh, someplace up north. Gainesville is a dis- distributor as well. But Augusta Bush called him back and said, I signed Roger Maris to two more years, but he made me give him that area for the distributing for the beer distributing ship. So interesting. Uh, Maris had the beer distributing ship up in Ocala and Gainesville and Art Pepin didn't get it. And what you're talking about, uh, John, in, in Clearwater is very much recapped in this book. And I heartily recommend it. Uh, Rick will tell us how you can get a copy of this book, 100 Years of Baseball on St. Petersburg's Waterfront. Uh, it really does go back and a lot about Roger Maris and about uh, Mickey Mantle and uh, Bob Gibson and uh, Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig. And uh, it's it's like a candy store for a baseball fan. It, it really it's is. It's an awesome book, yeah. Uh, awesome it's, book. It's an awesome book, and uh, we're looking forward to talking to Rick about it after our next segment here. Uh, but uh, look awesome. forward to that. Go ahead, John. And, um, Jason, top four teams who won the most national championship games ever? Uh, I would say uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, USC, and... You said the top four or four teams? The the top four, uh, I'll I'll say uh, uh, Ohio State. Is Georgia Tech in there? No, it's Yale, 18. Number one, Yale. Wow. And they won eight times between 1880 and 1890. How about Alabama, number two, 16. Princeton, number three, 15. Notre Dame, number 13. And the biggest game ever won at Notre Dame Stadium was over Miami. Remember that last play? Stephen Walsh, quarterback, to Leonard Conley, <laughs> batted down for two. It was a two-yard conversion. Mm-hmm. Lost 31-30. Well, you had two of the four. Got two of the four, yeah, yeah. yeah. But Yale and Princeton, the, in the Ivy League schools, wow, very impressive. Yeah. yeah. Well, back before all the other sure, programs sure. got big. That yeah. was back when they lowered the standards, let anybody in at Yale and Princeton. <laughs> <laughs> and if Miami would have won that game, there would have been three nationals in a row under the great Jimmy Johnson. Yeah. You know that one play, that one play. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can you go back. You think about all the, the Florida State would have had several more championships if not for Miami. I mean, they had a, a, a they. I know one game. I Bowden went for two. They they got knocked down. You think about the the wide right, all the wide rights right. they had, the, the missed field goals. I think three separate times in three different games. Some in the early nineties, and then in um, uh, in. Uh, the early 2000s, but yeah, so Florida State that, uh, you know, Miami was their nemesis for a long time. Jason, I was at, I was at those games. Who's the Fort, best yep. Who's the best college football team today in the state of Florida? Uh, well, uh, yet to Miami. be determined. Yeah, but I mean, right now, in terms of ranking Miami. I was actually thinking UCF. Well, Miami, I think, is a little better right now. We'll, mm-hmm. I mean, we'll see. Now, listen, the things could change. I mean, it could turn out. Florida and Florida State could be vastly improved this year. They could end up overtaking that. Uh, Miami, of course, Miami had a winning record last year, but still they they fired Manny Diaz. So Mario Cristobal's coming in. Mm-hmm. You know, he's obviously a former alum, a former player there, an assistant coach. But um, uh, in terms of preseason rankings, I would have to say Miami. John, sure. give us give us some scores. Uh, USF okay. and Brigham Young today. I'm actually going to the game. Uh, a friend of mine picked up some club Very seats good. from a company. Okay. And we'll be going. Uh, US, uh, BYU 38, USF 24. 
And Utah 42, Gators 21. You want FSU, too? No, we're just doing those two. All right. I think LSU is going to beat FSU 42-17. It's going to be interesting. That's uh, Brian Kelly's debut as LSU head coach, of course, going there from Notre Dame. LSU's loaded. Sounds like a losing weekend for Florida college football teams. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it doesn't doesn't look good. John, thanks so much. Always good to hear from you. Hey, John, have Have fun at the game. Absolutely. Thank you. Take care. Let's bring in Rob next. Uh, Hello, Rob. You're on the home team. Good morning, Paul. I was wondering what you um, guys take is about the college football playoffs expanding to 12 teams. Yeah. And I, and, um, <clears throat> I, uh, I like in the games today, I like the um, uh, um, Brigham Young, uh, 35, USF, 20. Okay. And Utah, uh, Utah Utes, 30, and the Florida Gators, 20. All right. Very good. We got you down. Uh, okay, the Yankees are going to bounce back and beat the Rays. Well, you got to be, you got to be squirming a little bit, Rob, being a big Yankee fan yeah. like you are. Yeah. yeah, I'm glad though he brought up the the college football playoff expansion. Um, yeah, because I because I that came out just recently. Now I've um, I've always tended to be have been against this. I like the importance of the regular season. I think the more you expand it, the more teams you let in, you take away the importance from the regular season matchups. Uh, but I understand that that's the way it was going. And the other good thing about this is uh, you're going to make uh, some of the bowl games more meaningful because uh, they're going to use the bowls for some of the play. I think the, the semifinal mm-hmm. and, and, and other rounds of, of, the, of the postseason, and plus you're going to prevent certain players from choosing to opt out. Well, and when you look at uh, it, too, season. baseball has expanded their playoffs. Football yep. has expanded their playoffs. And basketball and hockey have both expanded their playoffs to keep interest in that le- regular the season le- later the, on. The, yeah, yeah, later on. The, 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 the thing is, college football has always been special because, to me, the regular season was like uh, a playoff elimination tournament all year long. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one loss could potentially knock a team out of the, the national title hunt uh, – I thought that some people looked at that as a bad thing. I did not. I think that that made that those games all the more meaningful. So now you could have teams that lose early on, and it's not not as big a deal because they can bounce back and still there'll be a lot of chances to make the playoffs. Um, I, I, guess, I prefer that actually. I, I mean, you could have a bad game early in week yeah, one. Yeah, I, I, I know, I know. And you shouldn't the, the be problem, out of it. So, so, much, so much of it has changed. I, obviously, I, I think adding so many bowl games where, you know, I mean, it's like unless your team is, is playing in that bowl game, it's like what is the point? People just don't care about them. I think it's, it's diminished the, the importance of the bowl games. And, and, and the one thing I think, though, that has bothered me the most of, of all of it, of all of the change from teams changing conferences – I don't like players basically choosing to quit on their teams before the season is over, whether it be choosing not to play in the bowl game, whether in some cases choosing to actually not play in remaining regular season games if their team is having a disappointing season. You know, the word mm-hmm. a lot of people use is opt out. I choose to use the word quit because it's a team sport. You know, you're, you're, that's a selfish decision. You're looking out, well, what about me? I don't want to get injured. How about the rest of your teammates? It's, it's you know, it's, it's a team sport, and to me, you're letting them down. All right. We've got a note from uh, Conrad to John. John, you need to get Paul's picks for Bucks wins in the first four 
uh, games this season, uh, referring to last week. I, I didn't hear the show last week, but I guess you had. Did you have a discussion on that? Or yeah, uh, yeah, we, we, yeah, we talked about what how we thought the Bucks would do in the first four games. In the first four, okay, yeah. all right. Uh, you wrote? Did you write that down? No. Oh, Marshall I picked did. three and one. Marshall I think you did, said yeah. two. I think you said two, two, two and two, and Marshall said. One and, would he say one and three? I think we all were different. Okay. Yeah, I picked. I I was optimistic. I said three and one, despite the difficult start to the season. Okay. All right. I am going to go uh, along with John. I two and two. Two and two. Okay. Uh, I think the, they'll. Uh, I think they'll win the game against Dallas, and then uh, I think they'll also win the game uh, against the uh, the home opener, Green Bay. Green, Green Bay. Bay. And then I see them losing to New Orleans and uh, losing, what is the other one there? Uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. But uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's go to Donald next. Uh, hello, Donald. You're on the home team. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hope all is well. Morning, yes, sir. Hey, uh, since I've been on hold, I've landed. I'm, I'm catching fish. I'm a catcherman today. I've good for you. Got uh, 17 and a quarter, a couple 14s, 13 and a half trout. All on a uh, mirror lore, Miradine. Cracked glass and uh, like goldish color. Outstanding. I, I saw a news story this morning, uh, Donald, about the, the danger of some of the fish being consumed uh, from the Hillsborough River. And uh, have you heard anything about that? Actually, I have not. Okay. Um, but I wouldn't doubt it. With all the rain that we've had, and all the you know people fertilizing and pollutants going into the water, I, I wouldn't doubt it. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I didn't get all of it, but uh, uh, I did see part of that story. So yeah. I just wanted I, I to bring that up. I would never see any fish from the Hillsborough River. You know, mm-hmm. so, but out here I'm in the uh, out in the bay, uh, just east of Weeden Island by the by the power plant, about maybe. Uh, 2,000 feet from shore uh, by the by the markers and about four feet of water right now. And uh, so it was slow this morning when I got out here about nine, but it picked up in the past half hour, 45 minutes. So Being by the power plant, do there are a lot of eels or the fish light up or? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, that, that power plant hasn't been uh, running in. Oh, years. okay. I was a little worried there. You don't eat this fish that got too much electricity in them. The old electric eel. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Well, I don't keep any fish when I'm on my, on my kayak. So, but if I'm in a regular boat, I will, but not the kayak. Because, you know, I would be too worried about it. You know, do, will I have enough ice? Will they stay good? You know, there's only so much I can carry it. You know, it's only a 10 and a half foot, you know, 34 inch wide kayak. So. One of our uh, one of our Facebook viewers has pointed out that uh, there's mercury in the water. That uh, that is the concern. That's yeah. That's no, no. joke. No. no yeah, so. that that happens a lot. You know, with with tuna and stuff, or you know, with other fish that are that are really large. Yeah, I mean, you get like a thirty pound, forty pound grouper. I'd be a little nervous e- eating that size fish because mm-hmm. they're going to be more lethargic and just hanging out and waiting for their meal to come to them. You know, they're, they're not chasing stuff down. So that's why I, I'd rather keep a smaller fish. So the fish know, are ordering room service is what Ooh. you're saying. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. So, Donald, what do you think about the games this weekend? Uh, college football and, of course, the Bucks don't start till next uh, Sunday. 
Yeah, and, and the Rays beating up the Yankees. That was awesome. Yeah. I, I wish I could have seen it. but I saw Rob is nervous, game. even though he won't admit it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, look, I'm looking forward to them uh, overtaking them. Don, that, I, I got to ask, do you have headphones on or AirPods in? I mean, the noise from the fish, you're talking the fish could be, you know, flying away or going away from you with all the noise. you have headphones? No, no, I'm just using my phone. I've got you guys on speakerphone. That's, so, even, that's no. even worse. They're going to run from you. No. Oh, Jason, let's go with one of his uh, remarks. It, it uh, might be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Don, give me a couple of scores. Uh, USF, Brigham Young. Start out with that. Okay. Uh, let's go Brigham Young, uh, 34, USF, 14. Okay, and then the Florida-Utah game. Oh, uh, Florida, uh, let's say uh, Utah, 31, Florida, 24. All right. Very good. We got you, yeah, Donald. Happy fishing, good. Donald. I appreciate it. It's uh, just a beautiful day out here in Tampa Bay, out in the kayak. And just, you know, I've got my life jacket on. It's a Mustang-style CO2 cartridge. That's always important out here because you never know. Very never true. Know. That's right. Safety Very first. true. Absolutely. Yes. A dolphin can come up and slam into me, knock me over, or manage Safety first. Yeah. Safety exactly. first. Exactly. Absolutely. I got my VHF radio that actually has a distress button on it. You know, it's it's a floating, uh, you know, standard horizon. You're well uh, prepared. Yes. All oh, right. Yeah, you be. Thank you, Donald. I want to get Kirk in here before we you go to our guest. Uh, thanks, Donald. Thanks so much. We appreciate it. Hello, Kirk. Good to hear from you. You're on the home team. Well, I hope you had a good cruise. They always are good. Yeah, it was short. It was fast. Uh, I mentioned we didn't get on the boat until 4 o'clock uh, uh, or leave until 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and we were back at 8 o'clock the next morning, or the, not the next morning, but Saturday morning. So it, it, they call it a five-day, but it was actually a four-day, maybe four-and-a-half if you stretch it. Yeah. So um, I cannot believe the Rays are where they're at. <laughs> and uh, we're, with as many injuries as they have had all year long, have been, been able to keep this thing together. It's remarkable. Mm-hmm. I, they're going to beat the. They're going to take the Yankees by next weekend. When they come back on Sunday, Rays are going to be in first place, and the New York media is going to be killing the Yankees. No, that'd be something. Yeah, with still oh, uh, what three weeks to go in the season yeah. by next weekend. So right, uh, right. But they can. They can <laughs> their destiny's in their own hands. If they could somehow take all six from the Yankees, it would be a great thing for baseball. All I all I could think of is though. One gentleman, you'll remember this man, Gene Mock. Yeah. Manager yeah. of the Expos. And the Phillies, where they blew mm-hmm. how many game lead in the last two weeks of the season when he was with the Phillies? The eight yeah. game eight game lead? Seven or eight, yep. I, I don't recall, maybe you do, Kirk, but what was the biggest lead that the Yankees have had this year? Is it like 14 oh. games or more it's than that or even? 14. Yeah, I thought it was 15 games. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah I mean, I, I just thought they were cakewalking on through it yeah. without anything. But they, they've had a few injuries and everything else. But it's been pretty remarkable. And, I mean, that last night, that was a bashing. Yeah. I mean, that really was a bashing. And uh, the fact that they were able to do that in the first game here. I hope, you know, of course, today is a lot of football. So, hopefully, there will be a few people more than the 17,000 that were there last night. And um, might, maybe a few more for the Rays. Yes, that's what I'm hoping. Yeah, we don't want it to be a Yankee home game. 
have not been to a game yet this year, but I guess I've got to go on Sunday and support the race. So. There you go. There you go. All right, give I'll me, a, give me a couple run. of scores, Kirk. Okay, so we're going to take BYU uh, 42 to 17. And Utah is going to smash the Gators. It's going to be 35 to 17. Okay. All right. I cannot well. believe the spread on that is only three and a half. Yeah, I, I think a lot of it is the uh, the Gators being at home. Yeah, that's, that's exactly uh, what it is. Yeah. All right, Kirk, thanks so much. Thanks. Appreciate it. We are going to talk to Rick Vaughn about his new book, uh, 100 Years on St. Petersburg's water, Baseball and 100 Years on St. Petersburg's Waterfront. That'll be coming up next. Uh, if you have a question for Rick, I'll tell you what. He knows baseball like Jason knows football. I mean, he, he can go back years and years and years and tell you things that you totally forgot about or maybe never knew, and he can bring back some names. He's a terrific baseball mind, and uh, he's been in it his entire life, really. He's been a long time with the Baltimore Orioles before he came to the Tampa Bay Rays. We'll find that out from Rick when we come back. So if you have a question for him, you can dial us up uh, or send it to uh, Facebook Live. If you have a question for Rick Vaughn, uh, look forward to hearing about his book next. More of the home team on TheAnswerTampa.com, AM860, The Answer, and Facebook Live. AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, TheAnswerTampa.com, on 100.3 FM, W229DJ, by downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Honest Mahoney's. That's what people have been calling LZ Mahoney for more than 35 years. Honest LZ Mahoney. The name really says it all. Mahoney's Auto Repair is a place you can trust. In fact, it was some of his loyal customers that came up with the name. Generations of people have been taking their cars to 4040 54th Avenue North for three and a half decades. Do you need some work done on your car? If his loyal customers call him Honest Mahoney's, that should tell you something right there. The next time you need work done on your car, take it to my friend LZ Mahoney's. He's been a part of the home team for nearly 20 years. Mahoney's Auto Repair. Or just remember Honest Mahoney's. 4040 54th Avenue North in St. Petersburg. A place that people have called home for more than 35 years. Honest Mahoney's. 4040 54th Avenue North in St. Petersburg. Iris 31 was inspired by former USF football star Jay Mize, who wore number 31 and is your home team place for all of your team's games. Watch parties for every USF road game, the NFL Sunday ticket, NHL center ice, and MLB extra innings means you can check in on any of your favorite team's games while enjoying food and drink that's a winner every time. Iris 31, with seven locations on Florida's west coast, is the People's Pub with a chef-driven menu, a place where you can feel at home among friends, make new friends, and enjoy the interaction with their friendly staff. Every Bucks game, Rays and Lightning, regular season, and playoff games are always on at Iris 31. The food and drink is second to none, and you can come for a drink, a meal, or to stay for the whole game. Find a location near you 
by visiting irish31.com. News, insight, passion. AM860, the answer. Jamie Brown, who's the Southeast Regional Manager of AmeriFirst Mortgage, is your one-stop mortgage representative. Jamie's been our partner with the home team for over eight years now, specializing in renovation loans for purchase or refinance, manufactured homes, and first-time homebuyer loans with FHA and VA loans. He's also your guy to call if you're looking for career opportunities in a strong, family-valued culture in the mortgage field. If you're looking for anything mortgage-related, call Jamie at 727-637-2341, NMLS number 166075. Paul Porter here to tell you about First Fridays at Ross Space Collaborative at the Groves of Wesley Chapel, just 60 seconds from I-75. First Fridays are the first Friday of every month, starting at 4 p.m. Your chance to network while enjoying complimentary cocktails, hors d'oeuvres, live music, and more. It's a family-friendly event that's not only fun, but a great networking tool for your business. Find out more by emailing rawspaceco at gmail.com. That's rawspaceco at gmail.com. Or call 813-575-8046. Just when you thought your smartphone couldn't get any smarter, now you can add the AM860 app. With local news, national headlines, and commentary, the answer is smart. Adding the AM860 app to your smartphone is genius. Get it now at the Apple App Store and Google Play. There's still time to catch a Clearwater Threshers game this summer. See your hometown minor league team before they become the major league stars of tomorrow. There are plenty of remaining Dollar Tuesdays with $1 admission and hot dogs, as well as rocking concerts on select Friday nights and spectacular Saturday fireworks displays. To cure the summertime blues, come on down to Baycare Ballpark. Check out threshersbaseball.com for tickets and a full list of promotions. It's baseball with a bite. This is Paul Porter for my friend Rich Robinson, the owner of Gym Guides. Did you know that 67% of gym memberships go unused and only 23% use their memberships consistently? Gym Guides helps their clients identify their goals and set the path to success by sending the trainer and the gym right to your home. Our trainers make sure you exercise safely, provide balanced workouts, inspire you, and hold you accountable. You simply select a location and time of your choice, and your trainer will meet you. There. In fact, home team listeners, if you're willing to try it out, you can have your first session free. You can even invite friends to share the experience. So would you rather plan your day trying to get to the same old gym or select a location of your choice? Call my friend Rich Robinson. He can give you all the information. 813-522-5335. Gym guides, they come to you. 813-522-5335. 813-522-5335. Welcome back to the home team on TheAnswerTampa.com, AM860, The Answer, and Facebook Live. And uh, we have a question that we're going to ask Rick when, as we bring him on here. But also, uh, John, I want to get your thoughts on, and that is uh, Conrad is asking, how long before a female umpire is in the World Series? And uh, we can kind of kick that around a little bit. But let's bring in the author of a book that I thoroughly enjoyed, 100 Years of Baseball on St. Petersburg's Waterfront, How the Game Helped Shape a City, Mr. Rick Vaughn, or as he's called in the book, Mr. Ricky. Uh, Hello, Rick. Hey, Paul. How are you? Doing great. Thanks for joining us, and thanks for the copy of the book. And uh, uh, took a lot of pleasure in reading it, and boy, it brought back memories and things that I did not know uh, about this storied history of St. Petersburg and it's perfect how you say how the game 
helped shape a city. Uh, baseball really put St. Petersburg on the map. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm glad you liked it, first of all. Thank you. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I read plenty of books on the history of St. Pete, and they're very good. The local historians here are really good. And I don't mean to overstate baseball's uh, prominence in shaping the city, but it definitely played a pretty key role. You know, if you go back to um, Al Lang, who was, you know, a guy who's uh, his contribution to the city, I don't think could ever be overstated. But he was the mayor uh, in, in 1916 through 1919. And, and I think he, everybody kind of realized that tourism was going to be, you know, a huge industry for the area because of its location. But I don't know that anyone other than Al figured out a way to activate it. And I think one of the primary ways to do that was through baseball. You know, he loved baseball and he fell in love with the city after he moved down from Pittsburgh. Uh, and so he, he really, uh, you know, he, as a mayor, he really cleaned up the city and made it a very appealing place for people once they got down here. But um, he really used baseball to sort of carry the water. You know, he he brought baseball here, but he brought he just didn't bring baseball here. But starting, you know, in 1922, he had the Boston Braves here, a very large media market. And in 1925, the Yankees came. So he had two of the top three media markets in the country you know, with many newspapers and media people reporting what was happening from St. Petersburg in the first quarter of the year. And there's, to me, that sort of started the whole thing. Uh, it wasn't the only thing, but the city just seized on the opportunity. And I, I found a fact that I hadn't, I didn't know anything about before was that the city may have been the first in the country to hire a public relations director just for the city. And um, I'm, I'm sure this guy had to be, you know, they became very good friends, him and Al Lang, but they did a tremendous job of, uh, you know, getting those photos out there, those iconic mm -hmm. photos of baseball underneath a palm tree and sunshine. And uh, and I think it just kind of, from that point forward, it, it really just inter is interwoven in the fabric of the development and growth of the city. Rick, if you would, uh, take us through the format of the book. Uh it goes from the early days right up to the days of the Tampa Bay Rays uh, having spring training there. But take us through the format of the book and what you tried to, to how you tried to lay it out. Yeah, it was, um, you know, it, it, it developed. I really wasn't researching it originally to write a book. I, I, I was trying to, and still am, trying to get the city to do a job. There's really very little recognition down on the waterfront there of the history that went on down there, 193 future Hall of Famers either played or managed there, and there's really nothing to reflect that down there. So I was researching a project that I wanted to present to them, and in the meantime, I started uncovering this stuff, and I'm like, you know, I, I know a lot about baseball, but I didn't really know this, and I didn't know that, and then I thought I knew the history down there. I didn't know anything. And so I sort of had all this information, and I really just tried to do it almost by era, you know, and, and I, I did – um, make mention that baseball spring training basically did start there in 1914, but it didn't last for, for more than five years. And, and, uh, and it was on a field that was destroyed uh, pre 1920. So I really kind of picked it up. I had to pay a little bit of homage to that, but I really picked it up starting in 1922 when major league baseball first started playing down there. It was waterfront park. Um, and so I, 
I sort of traced the beginning of that. You know, obviously the Yankees coming in 19, I mean, the Braves in 22, then the Yankees in 1925 was, you know, arguably one of the biggest moments in the city's history because you brought the New York Yankees to St. Pete. Uh, and I really enjoyed writing about that era because the Yankees came from New Orleans and they weren't crazy about the, you know, extravagant nightlife in New Orleans. And so they moved to St. Pete. It was this sleepy little village. And at first the Yankees were like, huh, I don't know about this place. And after just a few years, they loved it. And obviously they stayed there till 1961. And you have to think how many times cities came after the Yankees to try to get them to move their spring training facility uh, to another city. And yet Al Lang was able to keep the Yankees there all that time. So then uh, I took it up to the era basically of the Great Depression and how I had a, at least one historian tell me that he, in his opinion, the fact that the New York and Boston markets were, were or medium markets were down in St. Pete, it definitely helped ease the depression, ease St. Pete out of the depression a little sooner had they not been there. There was still money down here. There was still money, people from New York and Boston coming down, and the license plates you saw all over the city were Massachusetts and New York, uh, and how Al Lang was involved in that and keeping things afloat and keeping, you know, reducing prices, doing whatever he, he could do to keep it going. And then uh, the Cardinals coming in 1938, Babe Ruth leaving uh, in 1934 uh, when he was released basically by the Yankees, came back one more year with Boston Braves, who were still there. And the impact that he had on the, on the whole thing was, of course, immeasurable. Uh, then the Cardinals coming in 38, and then the war, uh, when the World War uh, broke out, that was the three years. It was 43, 44, and 45 where they, uh, the uh, country would not allow any travel uh, of that type of uh, travel. So uh, there was no spring training in Florida for those three years, and how Al Lang uh, really <laughs> – almost drove himself crazy trying to get baseball back down there during that time. And his reasoning was, hey, you know, as it turned out, there were like over 100,000 servicemen that came through St. Pete during the war. And his reasoning was, hey, these guys are down here and they have some off time. How about giving them some baseball for the month of March? Mm -hmm. And um, finally, in, in 46, they, they relaxed that, of course, with the end of the war. And then, in, then the next step, I guess the next arrow was uh, Waterfront Park was torn down and Al Lang Field was built. That was in 1947. Um, and this was located just maybe a block, uh, I guess it would be a block south of where Waterfront Park was, but certainly an overlapping footprint from the other ballpark. Um, and then I talked a little, I talked a bit about um, the uh, breaking the color barrier in St. Pete. Um, and it was, Jackie Robinson came there for the first time in 52, but in 50, Sam Jethro came through with then the visiting Boston Braves and played there. And then in 51, the New York Giants, it was kind of a weird thing. They switched training sites with the Yankees for one year. So the Yankees went to Arizona and the Giants came to St. Pete. And they had uh, four African-American players. One of them was uh, Monty Irvin, the former, uh, soon-to-be Hall of Famer. And um, then talked about Jackie. And that was one of my favorite things to research was I, I knew Jackie probably must have played there since he was with the Brooklyn Dodgers and they were across the state. There was a pretty good chance that they would have come over to play the Cardinals or the Yankees there. And they did. And the impact that he had was amazing. Uh, you know, the crowds, the biggest crowds uh, we ever had down there for all the way through the, the entire history of spring training down there were all when 
when Jackie Robinson was here. He played here seven times, and five of the largest crowds ever drawn there were games that Jackie played in. So, and he played well here too. And the impact was just uh, was incredible. And then um, really got into the '50s some and the birth of the Instructional League, which you know a lot of people aren't even familiar with it, but it was born, of course, down at Alang at that time. And how many great players came through and played in the instructional league and, and the impact that it, it has had on the game. Uh, and it, because it, it still exists, it's in a little bit different form, but the instructional league still exists in the fall. And that was all born right there at Alang. And then into the sixties, which was another really, I loved writing that chapter with such a tumultuous time with civil rights. And I think I got lucky enough to talk to Bill White and Bill White was uh, your Cardinals first baseman, national league president, first African-American play-by-play announcer on the radio. And he still can remember some of the stuff that went on there. And and he said to me, you know, just because Jackie Robinson broke the color barrier didn't mean everything was all fine with Major League Baseball. And that was really evident during spring training. You know, there were still Jim Crow laws uh, that wouldn't allow the black players to be in the same hotel with the white players. And so in 61, and and St. Pete was kind of in the middle of it there, there was a, there was a, a movement, and it started things in a good way. The players were right involved in it, um, and it it finally started getting things moving in the right direction. And, it, and within the next year, the Yankees even left at that point. And one of the reasons they left to go to Fort Lauderdale, they said, was they they could not find accommodations for their whole team under one roof. So they moved, and the Cardinals ended up buying a hotel out by the Skyway Bridge, and all their players stayed there. And I. I loved how uh, you know, some of the white players who were staying away from the hotel with their families, they said, nope, we're going to the hotel. And so the whole team was under one roof there. The Cardinals were, and I think they were one of the leaders in it. And a lot of it had to do with their players. And I asked Bill about that. Bill White, and he goes, hey, we just wanted to win. And if that's what we felt like would make us a better team, everybody was on board with that. So that, that, that kind of really warmed my heart a little bit. And then I wrote a, a, an error when the Mets came in, of course, and how – how great all that was, and really just kind of took it up to uh, when the Rays came in in 98. Uh, the Mets leaving in 87 was, um, you know, was a landmark in the fact that they, when you think about it, the New York media had been in St. Pete from 1925 until 1987, except those three years of the war years. So, um, and then did talk about 1977 was the rebuilding. Uh, from Alang Field to Alang Stadium, and that's the stadium that you see down there today, is the one that was built in 1977. So, uh, so really, you know, it, it was it was so much of a joy to uncover these things. Uh, there's so many of these kind of nuggets in the book that I, I mean, I would look at my wife and I'd be like, I didn't know this happened, or mm, right. it was really kind of a cool um, thing, and I. I do feel like Al Lang in particular and baseball uh, in general uh, needs to have some kind of a a memorial presence down on the waterfront. I went over to Orlando where um, Tinker Field was. It's over by where the soccer team plays now is where it used to be. The field's no longer standing. But they put together a really cool historical plaza that's educational, uh, and it preserves the integrity of the game. and. And not just the baseball stuff that that uh, went on there. Martin Luther King Jr. spoke there, you know, at Tinker Field. So all of that's preserved. It's not a huge area. It's like the size of your backyard or something. But it would take you 45 minutes to go through there and read all of the information right. that they have preserved. And that's kind of what I'd like to see the city do here. 
Rick, I was going to say, you know, if, if, if those are amazing stories. For such a following that spring training has had throughout uh, St. Petersburg and also throughout the state of Florida, uh, but, but we've seen the uh, the Rays and also the Marlins, for that matter, struggle to gain uh, really good, consistent attendance at their home games. Do you think that uh, that baseball in the Tampa Bay area, in St. Pete, also and throughout the state, can uh, that, that this can be a strong market for Major League Baseball still? Because I know, obviously, spring training, so many people would come in who live elsewhere, and they would be coming and visiting uh, to go to the games, but they, they, they don't live down here uh, all year long. So do, do you think that there's still hope that, that, uh, that this area can be a strong baseball uh, market? I mean, that's obviously a great question. I mean, I I think that at this point, the grade would have to be an incomplete. I, and I say, I say that largely because, you know, the ballpark, I worked there for 20 years. I went, my office was in there for 20 years. So I went there quite, quite a bit, mm-hmm. lived there actually, but it was behind the times before it ever even opened, you know, and I happened to be at Camden Yards. I was with the Orioles when we opened Camden Yards in 92 and that turned the whole stadium uh, design thing up over, uh, you know, on its head. And so I think the ballpark, uh, you know, I, I know you guys are probably aware of the research, but baseball fans, more than any other fans, appreciate the ballpark experience. They go sometimes just for the ballpark experience, and that's definitely not true in the NFL. I'm not sure if it is in the NHL, but it's definitely true with baseball. You know, you, you, you've preserved the history in some cases, or you've made things, the amenities are so cool that kids want to, you know, be out there, and, and, um, and then that really takes place at the Trob. So I'd still like to see them get a chance to succeed here. Uh, maybe play a little bit more on the history of baseball here than we have. I don't, I don't know if that's going to be a big, uh, you know, it's going to move the needle much, but I do think a new ballpark could really, uh, could go a long way in, in, uh, seeing for sure if this, if it can make it here. Your gut feeling this John Bychek. How are you, Rick? Hey, John, how are you? I'm good. Uh, you think it's going to be in St. Pete or Tampa? I think the mayor is trying to get it in St. Pete. He's got a good shot at it with everything going. Yeah, I mean, I give I give Mayor Welch a lot of credit. I mean, he's really trying. You know, they've they've the Rays have worked with three mayors to this point, and it hasn't happened. And so he's got a history. You know, he's got some history maybe to learn from. I, I'd like to see it. I mean, my personal favorite choice was always was the one that we tried in 2008. And I know it had some logistical issues, and it got a lot of negative uh, pushback from uh, the conservationists. And that was the ballpark down on the water, you know, down on that Al Lang site, pretty close to Al, right there at Al Lang, where you could have the, the waterfront. You could have home runs hit into the, uh, into the, to the bay there. I, I know it was a difficult footprint to try to manage, but I felt like that was – when we came up with that idea, I was really excited. And it didn't last very long because it was going to have to go to a referenda because we were dealing with waterfront property. Mm-hmm. And so the Rays pulled it off the table. But I was really excited about that. Well, the name of the book, name of the book, 100 Years of Baseball on St. Petersburg's Waterfront. Uh, Rick, how can people get a copy of the book? Yeah, it should be out at just about all, uh, you know, the local bookstores, Barnes and Nobles, probably get it at Walmart. Any local bookstore should have it. And you can always get it. You can order it online. Amazon has it. Barnes and Noble has it. And uh, hopefully people will, uh, you know, I think it's it's definitely for people that live in St. Pete. But I think it's more than that, too. I think it's a nice little baseball history story. 
And I just don't want us to lose sight of things that happen like that that were so impactful on who we are today. Yeah, real quick, uh, we have, we're way overdue, but I've been fascinated talking with you. Uh, we had a listener ask if you think that Major League Baseball will have a female World Series umpire. How long will it take before that happens? Does, are there, is there a female umpire in the majors right now? There, there is not. No, I think there's definitely some in the pipeline, you know, in the minor league system. And I, I would, I would like to think that it wouldn't take too long. I mean, once they get there, uh, they get these assignments basically on how well they do during the regular season. There's, I don't think there's any. Just see what the, the strides uh, that women have made in baseball, and and they're not just getting these jobs, but they're excelling at them. Mm-hmm. I don't see why. Uh, I, I, I don't know why it's taken this point where we haven't seen any i think they would do a great job and i would think within i would think within maybe a half a dozen years that that could happen all right well rick you've been very gracious with your time thank you again for the writing the book a hundred years of baseball on st petersburg's waterfront and it's by rick vaughn v-a-u-g-h-n and tim kirchin actually did the foreword for the book so uh some interesting writing from him as well Check it out at your local bookstore or on Amazon.com if you want to get a copy of it. I strongly, strongly recommend it to you. Uh, whether you're a baseball fan or just a historian or been in St. Pete, Tampa Bay area for a long time, you know who would have loved this book was Brooklyn Yankee. I, I bet he would have thoroughly enjoyed that, a longtime caller to our program. And Jim. And Jim, yeah, yeah. Jim, another one. Rick, thanks again for uh, hey, for fellas, all of that. Thank you, uh, thank you so much, and thanks for the kind words. Take all right, y'all. appreciate it. Thank you, Rick Vaughn. I know we are way overdue. We'll catch up. Don't worry, Brian. We'll catch up in the second hour. But right now, we need to take a break. Phone lines are open, though. That's the first time today. Two eight nine eighteen sixty in Hillsboro, and toll free at eight seven seven nine six nine eighty six hundred. You can get right through. More of the home team coming up on theanswertampa.com, AM eight sixty. The answer. And Facebook Live! Iris 31 was inspired by former USF football star Jay Mize, who wore number 31 and is your home team place for all of your team's games. Watch parties for every USF road game, the NFL Sunday ticket, NHL center ice, and MLB extra innings means you can check in on any of your favorite team's games while enjoying food and drink. That's a winner every time. Iris 31. With seven locations on Florida's west coast is the People's Pub with a chef-driven menu, a place where you can feel at home among friends, make new friends, and enjoy the interaction with their friendly staff. Every Bucks game, Rays and Lightning, regular season, and playoff games are always on at Iris 31. The food and drink is second to none, and you can come for a drink, a meal, or to stay for the whole game. Find a location near you by visiting irish31.com. Tampa Bay's only, only conservative station. AM 860, The Answer. WGUL. Then even download The Answer Tampa app. Or listen online at theanswertampa.com. Tune in at Odyssey. Here's the latest from The Answer News Center. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew with Washington. Authorities have plane that was circling over northern Mississippi and whose pilot had threatened to crash it into the ground has landed safely. Governor Tate Reeves announcing on Twitter the situation has, quote, been resolved and that no one was injured. He thanked law enforcement agencies that helped to bring the aircraft down. The plane started circling over Tupelo at about 5 a.m. local time this morning. 
NASA has again postponed a planned liftoff for its newest generation moon rocket after it sprang another dangerous fuel leak today. NASA Administrator Bill Nelson. There are so many risks in the process. This is an extremely complicated machine and system, millions of parts. Uh, it's, uh, it's a choreography like a ballet or a professional orchestra. And the first attempt earlier in the week was also marred by escaping hydrogen gas. This is SRN News. Paul Porter here to tell you I found the most authentic restaurant I've ever seen, and it's right here in Tampa, Trattoria Pasquale at 3671 West Shore Boulevard. Executive chef Luigi Cavallaro has been awarded Collegium Cocorum by the president of Italy. Trattoria Pasquale was named by Tampa Magazine as the best Italian restaurant in Tampa for the past two years. They feature authentic northern Italian cuisine, and the meatballs, of which they serve about a 1,000 a month, are the best meatballs I've ever had. Check out their website at trattoriapasquale.com. And be sure and sign up to be on their Big Night mailing list. Big Night happens only four times a month and features a surprise seven-course dinner that focuses on one of the 20 regions of Italy. It fills up fast, so be sure to visit the website for your special invite. Trattoria Pasquale, open for dinner Tuesday through Saturday from 5 to 10 p.m. Happy hour, 4 to 6 p.m. Reservations are strongly suggested for Thursday, Friday, and Saturday nights and can be made on the website or by calling 813-831-9572. It's time for the home team on AM 860, The Answer. The home team is brought to you in part by Advent Health Center Ice off I-75 at State Route 56 in Wesley Chapel. By Grace Family Church. Just try it. By Action Air Conditioning. In business since 1988. By Vermost Insurance. By Mahoney's Auto Repair. By the Palm Pavilion on Clearwater Beach. By the Positive Coaching Alliance. By Casper's Company, McDonald's Restaurants. And by AmeriFirst Mortgage. And now, here he is, the arena voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Orlando Magic, and the press box voice of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Paul Porter. Thank you, Bill Carl, and welcome to hour number two, a belated welcome. We went uh, pretty long with Rick Vaughn there, but... Boy, just a fascinating story. It was. Lots of, lots of great history, lots of stories. I'd love to hear things like that. Absolutely. And uh, we thank Rick for his time. And, again, if you're a baseball fan, even if you're not uh, real big on baseball, but just appreciate the history sure. of the city of St. Petersburg, and not just St. Petersburg, but the entire Tampa Bay area, uh, you really need to get a copy of this book. 100 Years of Baseball on St. Petersburg's Waterfront by Rick Vaughn, V-A-U-G-H-N. Uh, forward by Tim Kirchin of ESPN, mm-hmm. and uh, you'll really, really enjoy it and uh, uh, strongly um, recommend that to you. If you want to join us on the phone lines, now is a good time. Uh, it's been busy, but uh, we do have the lines open at 289-1860 in Hillsborough and toll-free at 877-969-8600. Before our time slips away, Jason, I do want to uh, have you talk about what's coming sure. up in uh, in just uh, three weeks uh, at LSU Bakery. It's time for our anniversary sale. This is something we started back in um, 2002 for LSU Bakery's 90th um, 
anniversary celebration. Uh, of course, our company started in 1912. This year, we'll be sell- marking 110 years uh, that we've been in business. And for this uh, event, we always like to kind of roll back the prices to what they were uh, many years ago back in the day. We're going to have some of the items our um, uh, brownies at just 49 cents each, our eclairs at 59 cents each, coconut macaroons at 49 cents each, and guava uh, turnover pastries at 59 cents each. You can get uh, up to four of each of those items at the low price, either the 49 cents or the 59 cents. And um, it's, it's a great package, great savings there. We're also going to do a few items. Our Scachata Pizza Snack Pack box, a smaller box, will be on sale for $6. Our um, uh, Boston Cream Cakes, like a 7-inch round Boston Cream Cakes, vanilla cake with custard in the middle, chocolate icing on top. That'll be just $7.99. And our famous Cuban Sandwiches will be a lower price of $5.99. So we'll have a lot of great specials going on. It's going to be happening uh, Saturday, September 24th, and Sunday, September 25th at Alessi Bakery. On Saturday, uh, that Saturday will be open 8 a.m. to 6 p.m., and that's Sunday, the 25th, uh, 9 a.m. Uh, to 4 p.m. So it's a side, kind of a way of giving back to your, your customers, our loyal customers who supported us for so long, and so we'll be celebrating uh, 110 years on the, on the, those two dates. 110 years. On the yep. limited items, do you have to go back to your car Put items in your car, and then right. you can come back. You can, you can come back. Money. You can come back as many times. Each for each person, there's you can get like up to one package, which is uh, up to four of each. But if you want to, uh, you know, pay for them, go out, come back in as many times as you like. You just have to wait in line again to come back. But uh, but yeah, no. If you want to do that, you're, you're more than welcome to do that. Most definitely. So if you want to spend an afternoon there and just yes. keep going back to your car right. and loading up, uh, uh-huh. you, you can do that. Uh, I, I like that better than having someone come in and say, I'll have 47 of the uh, brownies. Or yeah, I'll no, have, just, know, that, just that's not the just idea. Just can't do that. No, yeah, that's, that's not the idea. It, that's why we live at a four. But, you know, plus, you know, people could, could, could certainly order a whole bunch and we end up running out early. So, mm-hmm. you know, we, so we have to limit it to four. But, again, you know, you're welcome to, to go out, come back as many times. Uh, but we are always always do a lot of business. But we have – you know, a full crew of, of staff, of service. I know I'll, uh, you know, the Saturday I'll go in after the radio show and help, and I'll be there Sunday working as well. All right. So, again, that's coming up in three weeks, September the 24th and the 25th. Mm-hmm. So mark your calendars. Uh, you want to get out there and take advantage of that and a chance to get some discounted items and some severely discounted items yep. there at, uh, at Alessi Bakery. So take advantage of that. Uh, Jason, you mentioned that, Today is kind of like your Christmas. That uh, yes. it's it's the first real weekend of college football. That's right. Uh, of all the games that are being played this weekend, which one do you find the most intriguing? I would have to say the the Florida Utah game. I, I find very intriguing for for this reason. Uh, you know. Ohio State Notre Dame ranking wise looks like the best matchup. It's number two versus number five. Ohio State is a big favorite. I think just about everyone thinks that they are a far better team than Notre Dame. They're playing in Columbus at Ohio State. So a lot of people think despite the that both teams being highly ranked, that could turn into a blowout. Possibly the same with the Georgia Oregon game, even though, you know, Georgia's the defending national champions, Oregon's ranked number eleven. But the Florida-Utah, what you've got is you've got Utah. A lot of people think they could be a dark horse to potentially compete for the national title. But playing on the road 
in Gainesville, always a tough place to play for mm-hmm. anyone. And it's the start of the new regime at Florida under Billy Napier. And so this is a this is a big test already to see how are they going to do. They're playing against a tough opponent at home. You know, you've got a history there. Utah has a good football history, but not to the degree that Florida does. Florida's an SEC school, won multiple national championships. I don't know. There's, there's something about that particular game that I, I think could be the most intriguing of, of all the so matchups. So the intrigue is there, but which one do you watch? What's your number one watch? Is it your uh, alma mater? Uh, no, I, I think uh, the number one watch would be probably, again, because of the rankings, Ohio State and Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. That, again, mm-hmm. it just you can't get away from the fact that, it, that – and not only is it a number two versus number five matchup, it's two of the top quality programs in college football history. There's, there's a tradition there between both of them. If that game were in South Bend instead of in Columbus – might it just about be a pick'em game uh, if if Notre Dame was at home for no, their opener against no, Ohio I, State? No, I, I think Ohio State is viewed to be a a far better team, so I think Ohio State would still be. It may not be as it wouldn't be as maybe by as much, but I think Ohio State mm-hmm. would still be favored mm-hmm. uh, uh, to win that game. Let's go out to the left coast and talk to Mike next. Hello, Mike. You're on the home team. Hey, good afternoon, guys. How are you? Good, thank you. Thanks for joining us from Seattle. And, of course, the University of Washington starting with their new coach, Caleb DeBoer. They were talking about that some this uh, this mm-hmm. morning. So a lot of high expectations that he can turn them back around to being the, the team they once were. Too bad Caleb yeah. DeBoer wasn't the coach of Arkansas. Then you would have DeBoer coaching the Razorback Pigs. Let's move on. Mike, go ahead. <laughs> Wow, that's really deep, Paul. Can I think about that for a minute? Yeah, that's go ahead. You know, let it sink in. There, you know. <laughs> Just to let you know, Paul's the only one that laughed around the studio. I gave John indigestion with that. <laughs> yeah, so I was calling about, you know, Jason, you know, I, I, college football is my number one, too. And Me I'm too. thinking about what you said about USF, um, you know, at the stadium and that. Now, I went to Ball State, which is obviously a small Mac college. But, you know, it's a commuter college, too. We got a stadium and all the rest of that. But. I, what I really came to mind when you guys were talking, I was thinking about Florida State. You know, the I was you know, I lived there during when the Gators were good and Miami was good. There was a lot going on. I, I think what Bobby Bowden did at Florida State was remarkable. Uh, of all the stories that I could think of, taking that program for where they came from, because you know Ball State would have to get out of the MAC, they would have to get into another conference, they'd have to get, you know, recruiting, and I think USF, you know, runs into that too you know, when the conference they're in. So for them to get good, to get there, I mean, Bobby Bowden, to me, you know, whatever they did, him and whoever, whoever's there at Florida State that built that program out of what they built that out of, you know, during the time they did, was amazing. Well, and I think Bowden, what he did was he basically had the mindset that we are going to play any team anywhere. We're going to agree to play the best of the best. It doesn't matter. You know, he's looking at, okay, we may get beat, but this is the only way we're going to grow this program. It's the only way we're going to create excitement, going to want to make some of the top players want to come here. We're going to play the best of the best. And I think that, Eddie, you know, you've got to look at it that way. When you've got opportunities to play the top teams, you have to take them. You have to have that mindset. Is USF trying to do that? I know that they're not getting the top teams in the country, but they have a 
probably a, a, the best schedule they've had yeah. as far as opponents. Well, they're playing. They're playing BYU. They're they're playing Florida. They're you know I mean I I think they're certainly trying. The, the the tricky thing that you have is you know is is I guess you have to have other programs agree to it. You know, right. and some of these other programs that play in the SEC or the Big Ten, they sometimes choose to when they're not playing a conference game. They'll schedule a Division One AA team, or what is now the, the FCS team, and that's one thing I've been greatly opposed against. I think if you're when you're not playing a conference game, you need to to schedule teams from the the non Power Five conferences, but are, that are still in the same division. I just I find it a great disservice to everyone when you schedule uh, uh, teams from the, the lower division that are so overmatched. Basically, those teams mostly are, are, are in it for a paycheck. Mm-hmm. Let, let, you're going to pay us a lot of money to get our butts whooped yeah. and, to, and to be embarrassed. And, and, and I just have never liked the idea of that at all. It's a fine line, I think, though, when you look at you want to schedule a very competitive season. You want to have teams that people will say, oh, I want to come and see BYU or I want to see Florida or whatever. But yet you don't want to go 0 and 11. Uh, you know you don't want to go winless in your season. So y- you want to get the the attractive opponents, yeah. but you don't want to get people saying, "Boy, what an awful year!" But, for you, USF. but USF is in a is in a conference that's essentially, in the grand scheme of things, a weaker conference. It's mm-hmm. just the American conference is not that strong. So there's really very little chance that they're going to have that kind of horrible record. I mean, well, they're going to have it. Yeah. Yeah, and to back you up, Jason, uh, you know, Ball State played Tennessee on Thursday. Right. It was 59 to 10 yeah. was the final score. I mean, it, you know, Ball State plays Boy, Ball State really put it to them, huh? Oh, my gosh. It was, a, you know, <laughs> I, was, I, I, I couldn't watch. And but, I it was, but it wasn't all that years. I don't know if, if Brady Hoke was a coach at Ball State. Ball State, I think, went undefeated. Um, yeah, I can yeah, remember I, in the in the a I don't know the late two thousands, early two thousand tens. They they had an undefeated season, but but to mm. me, and yeah. I know years ago also, I think it was um, Fresno State in the early two thousands under the coach Pat Hill. He would have that kind of mentality. We're going to play any team anywhere. There was one season they came very close. Had they gone undefeated, could have played for a national title despite playing mm. in a lesser conference. So you know, if you get the mentality. We're going to not be afraid to go out there and possibly get beat, possibly get embarrassed, but we want to play the best of the best because that's the only way we're going to improve our program and get it to where it wants to be in the long long term. Yeah, that makes Mike, sense. you got some scores for me, and I'll see yeah. how you do. Of yeah, USF yeah. and Brigham Young. Okay, so USF, Brigham Young. Let me take, I'm going to take BYU, but a closer game. How about 28-24? All right, and Florida, Utah. I want Gators twenty or thirty-one to twenty-eight. I think Florida's going to beat them. You're the first one to pick Florida today, so uh, it's not unanimous. That, that happens. Utah. The Gator fans are saying it's national title, national championship <laughs> this year. If that happens, you, you wait and see. And if USF like pulls the coach. upset, they'll be saying we're going to win it all this yeah. year. Yeah, so. yeah. That new coach, you know, out of the Gators, I really like him. He did such a great job at the, this last college. So, yeah, Louisiana. Yeah. yeah, yep. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thank Have you. Good, uh, Thanks, Rob. Thank you. Appreciate that. Uh, more of the home team coming up. We need to hit a break, and then we're going to be talking with uh, Robert from Advent Health Center Ice. We'll talk more about that as well as we uh, continue along on the home team. Uh, Mike uh, is also saying now that he thinks the Gators will win. 
by a score. This is Mike on Facebook, 33-17. to 17. He's got the Gators winning fairly convincingly wow. in their home opener against... Now, is that uh, the Gators? You're putting that with the USF. I, you, okay. Yes, I am. You're, That's what happens when I try and no, do no two problem. things yep, at I once. That's why I'm here. I yeah, back you up there. Talking, reading, and writing. Yep, I there got you. you go. I got you. And he also has Brigham Young winning 36-25. to 25. So uh, he's got... Uh, it's still unanimous that Brigham Young defeats 36. USF and uh, 36 to 25. Yeah. There we go. We'll change that around. Right. Let's just do this, and we'll yeah. write it all over again. And now we got it right. All right. Good, good. Mike uh, from Facebook Live, your scores are recorded. We will take a break, then we will come back with more of the home team on TheAnswerTampa.com, AM860, The Answer, and Facebook Live. AM860, The Answer. Listen on our website, TheAnswerTampa.com, on 100.3 FM, W229DJ, Dunedin, by downloading The Answer Tampa app or on TuneIn or Odyssey. Hello, I'm Bob Canigliaro with Casper's Company McDonald's Restaurants here with two big announcements and one request. Announcement one, after 47 years, I'm retiring December 31st. It has been a McJoy ride for me to be able to generate happiness to millions under the arches within our company and outside in the community. Announcement two, Blake Casper and his sister Allison have decided to sell their 60-restaurant franchise back to McDonald's Corporation, effective October 1st. Thank you for trusting us at Casper's Company for over 64 years to be there for you, your organization, school, and your family when you needed us most. Lastly is a request for the book I'm writing, Life Lessons Under the Arches, My 47 Years at McDonald's. If you've ever worked at Mickey D's, drop me a few sentences or a paragraph of how that waypoint was meaningful to you at bobc at casperscompany.com. Thank you, Lord, for your grace on my journey. Jamie Brown, who's the Southeast Regional Manager of AmeriFirst Mortgage, is your one-stop mortgage representative. Jamie's been our partner with the home team for over eight years now, specializing in renovation loans for purchase or refinance, manufactured homes, and first-time homebuyer loans with FHA and VA loans. He's also your guy to call if you're looking for career opportunities in a strong, family-valued culture in the mortgage field. If you're looking for anything mortgage-related, call Jamie at 727-637-2341, NMLS number 166075. When you talk about ice rink development in West Central Florida, one name stands alone, Iceman Development, LLC. Gordy Zimmerman, president and founder of Iceman Development, has played an integral part in the construction of the Ice Sports Forum in Brandon, the training home of the three-time Stanley Cup champion Tampa Bay Lightning, and the Advent Health Center Ice Complex, a multi-million dollar facility boasting 150,000 square feet and ranked the top indoor ice rink facility by both the USA Today and Yelp. Iceman Development is currently involved in creating yet another outstanding ice rink facility in Trinity in Pasco County. Iceman's company mission is to build community projects that impact the area both in quality of life and economic growth. For more information, visit IcemanDevelopment.com. That's Iceman with two N's, development.com. 
Looking to buy or sell a home but don't know where to turn? Paul Porter here from Aliana Ward and the team at Innovation Realty Group. They're ready to work for you. New construction, buying or selling an existing home? They can do it all. They serve our entire listing area. Uncompromising integrity combined with savvy negotiating is what you'll find at Innovation Realty Group. Visit their website, innovationgroupfl.com. That's innovationgroupfl.com. Or call 813-802-8415 to speak directly with Maliana. You've got to try the most authentic Italian restaurant in Tampa Bay. Trattoria Pasquale at 3671 West Shore Boulevard in South Tampa was named the best Italian restaurant in Tampa by Tampa Magazine. Executive chef Luigi Cavallaro was named one of the best chefs in Tampa and was honored by the President of Italy. Be sure and visit their website, TrattoriaPasquale.com, and get on their invite list for Big Night, a seven-course dinner that features one of Italy's 20 regions with a surprise menu. It fills up fast, so be sure and get on the invite list. My personal favorite are the meatballs, and they serve about a 1,000 a month. Trattoria Pasquale is open Tuesday through Saturday nights for dinner from 5 to 10 p.m. Reservations strongly suggested for Thursday, Friday, or Saturday nights and can be made at their website or by calling 813-831-9572. We're very happy to have with us today from Grace Family Church Senior Executive Pastor Chris Bonham. And Chris, you've made it very convenient for people with seven campuses. No matter where you're at, you're close to one of them. Well, I appreciate the question because it very much is a part of our strategy so that people don't have to drive far to any of our campuses. Our broadcast campus is found on Van Dyke Road right north of Carrollwood, and that actually has services on Saturday night and Sunday morning. And we also have one in Land Lakes on Highway 54. They have the same um, time frames. They have Saturday night and Sunday. The rest of our campuses are all Sunday morning at this point, and they're located on Waters Avenue right by the expressway, South Tampa off of Gandhi Boulevard, Temple Terrace uh, on Temple Terrace Highway, then the Clearwater area on East Bay Avenue, and then we also have one in Ybor City off 15th Street, which we also use as our dream center during the week. So check it out, Grace Family Church, now seven locations to choose from. The new location in Clearwater at Grace Family Church, plus online. You'll find them at gfcflorida.com. Looking for newer used golf clubs and balls? Stop by T&D Golf at 4205 West Waters Avenue, a half mile west of Dale Mabry. Brand name clubs at discount prices. T&D has the best repair facility with the largest selection of grips in stock, hundreds of sets of gently used clubs, a large selection of putters and wedges, and the best selection of quality used golf balls in Florida. Open Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. and on the web at tndgolfstores.com. Fire up your Saturday night with a fireworks show at a Clearwater Threshers game. The Threshers light up the sky after every Saturday night home game at Baycare Ballpark. Come enjoy a night of family-friendly entertainment and have a blast watching a spectacular fireworks display to conclude the night. Check out remaining fireworks dates for the summer on threshersbaseball.com, including the largest and last fireworks show of the season on September 10th. Presented by Big Storm Brewing, get your tickets now at threshersbaseball.com. Welcome back to the home team. And again, our thanks to Rick Vaughn from uh, former Tampa Bay Rays PR director for many, many years, uh, starting with the first year of the Rays and continuing on until recent days. And his new book, uh, 100 Years of Baseball on St. Petersburg's Waterfront. Strongly recommend you to get that. We appreciate that. Uh, We want to bring in 
Robert Bridenstine, who is the uh, Director of Partnerships and Affiliates with uh, Advent Health Center Ice. Advent Health Center Ice has been a longtime supporter of the home team. And uh, Robert, welcome to the home team. Well, thank you very much, Paul. How are you doing today? Doing fine, thank you. We appreciate you coming on board. And uh, I'm excited about uh, a new partnership that I have started with uh, Advent Health Center Ice. As I mentioned, you've been sponsors of the home team for many, many years. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm happy to announce that I'm going to be the voice of the Advent Health Center Ice, and you're going to hear me with a lot of different creative ways that uh, we're going to put together. That's exactly right. We are extremely excited to go ahead and have this partnership uh, with you and the voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, the Tampa Bay Bucks, the Orlando Magic, uh, and as you and I were talking about the other day, even a little bit of Disney, um, yeah. you know, on the monorail, giving us a little bit we're of We're going to try and do that uh, Disney flavor, oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Absolutely. Exactly. And, and when, when you look at Advent Health Center Ice, I know that it's a, it's a wonderful complex. We've done many shows out there and look forward to doing many more. But mm-hmm. people, when they come out, will want to experience all that you have to offer. It's so much more than just a series of ice rinks. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, as I'm sure you guys have been talking about uh, already today. It's Labor Day weekend, and we know how what that means for sports. Anyone who's a sports fan knows that it's a fantastic weekend between football, uh, both college and pro, and then baseball chase. But for us at Advent Health Center Ice, it means hockey. I know it's a little bit early for the NHL, but for us it means hockey. We uh, started last night with a, a 60-plus team tournament that's going to be playing over 120 games over 40 uh, – I'm sorry, over four days. And it's it's going to be fun. And then next week we've got our rec hockey starting up. And then the, that same weekend we've got USF hockey starting in our facility. And they've got five games in our facility for the first month. And then junior hockey. It, it does not stop. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll tell you what, if if you just want to get a break from the hottest summer on record in Tampa Bay, uh, that's a place to go. I mean, just, just sit in there and cool down for a, a couple of hours. Uh, whether you want to watch some hockey or figure skating or whatever, uh, it's a great place to go when you're just fed up with the heat and uh, want to get a little bit of a break from it. Uh, that's a, We certainly recommend that. Uh, that's exactly right. Robert, uh, the, the direction that Advent Health Center Ice is going in, uh, you're really getting more and more community involved, not only with Pasco County, but Hernando County and, and surrounding areas. Correct. I mean, you know, for us, we are the largest ice rink in the southeastern United States, and it's it, we don't want to be just known for Pasco County. We We want to make an impact in the entire Tampa Bay region, and you know, have a little bit of a feel in the state and then throughout the entire region if we can. So it's not just about those directly around us as much as we love and care and support about uh, support them. We need to make sure that the entire Tampa Bay region knows that this is a place that they can come, whether it's for ice sports or just a place to commune, whether they want to go ahead and grab a nice meal at the Top Shelf Sports Lounge or get their lightning gear over at Ringside Sports. There's so much to to enjoy and explore, and uh, you know we hardly talk about uh, top shelf, but uh, that's a, a full blown restaurant there that you can go out, <laughs> have dinner there, and uh, enjoy some cool air, and uh, and really you got the TVs for all the games. I'm sure they'll all be firing up the college football games today, uh, so it, it's a great place to go. It's uh, even if you don't 
ever put a skate on, uh, it's still that's, a lot of fun there. That's exactly right. I mean, you know, to Top Shelf's credit, they are the official watch party for uh, FSU football in Pasco County. Um, and they, wa- they, get it, they get it set up every year, and they're ready to go this year. Um, you know, and like you said, beating the heat this year is a wonderful thing to be able to do, and we're happy to provide that. So even if you want to come in, watch the games, whether it be football, hockey, whatever it may be, it's something that we can do for you guys. And tell us about the open skating. What one of the open skating where people can just come in, rent some skates, or bring their own and, and get out on the ice? Yeah, so, I mean, that's the great thing about this is that we're not meant to be just for the elite athletes that come through our facility. We we want to make sure that the entire community can go ahead and have an opportunity to try this because we are in a non-traditional skating market, if you will. I'm a Florida boy. I didn't really know about ice skating until I saw my first Mighty Ducks movie, but <laughs> we do have public skates every single day. We're one of the few places in the state that actually offers it every single day, um, typically 12 to 1. We're 1215 to 115, but we do have days where there's multiple public skates. So feel free to come on out. It's $10 for admission. If you need to rent skates, another $7. And you can go ahead and be out there with your family and have a good time. Friday nights, we have a DJ skate that's two hours long. And then this uh, September 24th, we have our Back to Hogwarts theme skate. So as you can guess, Harry Potter. So Mm -hmm. as kids get back to school, we want to get them back in that groove and, uh, have them something to celebrate as they get back into school. So back to Hogwarts event. Outstanding. And, of course, the website, uh, Robert, is the place to check all this out. You can find out all of the information, all the things we talked about on your website, uh, www.ahccenterice.com. Ahccenterice.com. Robert, thanks so much. We look forward to working with you. And, uh, you won't be able to go anywhere at Advent Health Center Ice without hearing my voice. So look forward to that as well. That's the hope. Paul, thank you very much for having me on. You have a great day. All right. Appreciate that. Uh, we right. want to uh, mention, thank you, uh, Robert, we want to mention our Casper's High School Athlete of the Week, as you may have heard in the last uh, announcement there from our good friend Bob Canigliero. Casper's is uh, uh, selling their McDonald's restaurants back to corporate as of October 1st. So uh, they will not be owning any of the restaurants in the Tampa Bay area anymore. We do appreciate their longtime uh, relationship with the High School Athlete of the Week, and we are uh, endeavoring to have uh, possibly Casper's continue that uh, sponsorship of the High School Athlete of the Week because I think it's really important to bring out a high school athlete and feature one each week like we are this week, Cassidy McClellan a girls softball player at Lakewood Ranch High School. Uh, She is heading into her senior year as captain of the Lakewood Ranch softball team. 5'8", versatile player who splits time between shortstop and outfield. 5'38", batting average with 38 RBIs, 55 runs scored, leading the Mustangs to an incredible 30-2 record. Excellent. And the 7A state title last season. So good job, uh, Cassidy and the Lakewood Ranch High School girls softball team. Uh, and thanks again to Caspers for sponsoring the High School Athlete of the Week. John, you brought something in here that I guess is from your private uh, stash as far as uh, food is concerned. 
But what? D- just describe what it is here. This bacon. It's basically a bacon that's cooked twice, uh, almost like twice baked potatoes. They make the bacon at this restaurant, and uh, then they put cracked peppercorn and maple syrup over it and bake it again. It's a uh, it's an appetizer at one of the local restaurants in town. We can give them a plug, Eddie V's. Eddie V's, and, yeah. And, uh, but it's not on. You got to, to ask for it. Yes, got to have, have to ask for it, and then uh, it's special order. Very good. Thank so you for bringing If you that go in. out to dinner at Eddie V's, can you say, I'd like the John Bychek bacon? Just tell them you want the bacon. They'll know what you're talking about. Okay. All right. That's easy enough. Sounds good. Well, we need to hit a break. Then we will come back. The rubber cement man is going to grace us with his presence. And we have room for you on the phone lines as well. Mario has become the first pe- person to pick both Florida schools in the contest. Good. USF winning 31 27. And Florida winning thirty-five to twenty, according to Mario. I hope he wins the contest because he's got both our local team and uh, the statewide team winning today. More of the home team coming up on theanswertampa.com, AM860, the answer, and Facebook Live. There's still time to catch a Clearwater Threshers game this summer. See your hometown minor league team before they become the major league stars of tomorrow. There are plenty of remaining Dollar Tuesdays with $1 admission and hot dogs, as well as rocking concerts on select Friday nights and spectacular Saturday fireworks displays. To cure the summertime blues, come on down to Baycare Ballpark. Check out threshersbaseball.com for tickets and a full list of promotions. It's baseball with a bite. Your number one home team fans, Auto Owners Insurance and Vermost Insurance Agency is a winning combination. We'll work with you to ensure your home, auto, business, and life to keep everything you value safe, sound, and secure. Auto Owners Insurance, the no-problem people. Visit the Vermost Insurance Agency in Tampa Bay today at vermost.com. That's V-E-R-M-O-S-T dot com. Paul Porter here to tell you about First Fridays at Raw Space Collaborative at the Groves of Wesley Chapel, just 60 seconds from I-75. First Fridays are the first Friday of every month, starting at 4 p.m. Your chance to network while enjoying complimentary cocktails, hors d'oeuvres, live music, and more. It's a family-friendly event that's not only fun, but a great networking tool for your business. Find out more by emailing rawspaceco at gmail.com. That's rawspaceco at gmail.com. Or call 813-575-8046. Great family fun is waiting for you at Advent Health Center Ice in Wesley Chapel. Ice skating for everyone, from open skating to lessons, hockey teams, league and pickup games. Skate rental is available, and you'll find a full restaurant and snack bar. Did you know that many NHL players and Olympic hopefuls train at Advent Health Center Ice? This state-of-the-art facility even has a complete pro shop and performance center. You can skate on or rent one of three NHL-sized rinks, the Olympic-sized rink, or the junior rink. For more information on this fabulous 150,000-square-foot, two-story facility, visit www.adventhealthcenterice.com. Visit them on Facebook at Advent Health Center Ice. It's all waiting for you just off I-75 at State Route 56 in Wesley Chapel. Come and enjoy all the fun Advent Health Center Ice has to offer for your entire family just minutes from anywhere in the Tampa Bay area. 
Jamie Brown, who's the Southeast Regional Manager of AmeriFirst Mortgage, is your one-stop mortgage representative. Jamie's been our partner with the home team for over eight years now, specializing in renovation loans for purchase or refinance, manufactured homes, and first-time homebuyer loans with FHA and VA loans. He's also your guy to call if you're looking for career opportunities in a strong, family-valued culture in the mortgage field. If you're looking for anything mortgage-related, call Jamie at 727-637-2341, NMLS number 166075. This is Paul Porter for my friend Rich Robinson, the owner of Gym Guy. Did you know that 41% of gym users get injured and 30% of those injuries are from overuse? There is a significant decrease in injury when working with a fitness professional and you're 68% less likely to suffer an injury by adding strength training to your workouts. Gym Guys make it easy, convenient, and safe for you by sending their certified trainer and the gym right to your location of choosing. Our trainers make you exercise safely, provide balanced, innovative workouts, fire you and hold you accountable in fact home team listeners if you're willing to try it out you can have your first session free you can even invite friends to share the experience so would you rather plan your day trying to get to the same old gym or select a location of your choice how would your confidence level be knowing you have a certified fitness professional right by your side call my friend rich robinson and he can give you all the information 813-522-5335 gym guides they come to you 813-522-5335 This is Paul Porter for Second Time Sports at 2104 Main Street, right next to Walmart, just west of Belcher Road. You can save big on new or gently used sports equipment from hockey to soccer to baseball. They're now selling and renting gently used bicycles. Don't pay retail at the chain sports stores. Check out the large selection at Second Time Sports at just a fraction of the cost. Second Time Sports, 2104 Main Street, next to Walmart, just west of Belcher Road. Call them at 727-784-0007 and tell them what you're looking for. We're very happy to have with us today from Grace Family Church, the senior executive pastor, Chris Bonham. Chris, why is Grace Family Church so popular among all different ages? Well, I think we work really hard to appeal to all different ages. We want a message that um, is universal. We know the love of God appeals to all people and it applies to all people. But we also want to do it in ways that practically reaches them. So on all ages, we try to do a message that meets them right where they're at. So whether it's children, youth, adults, our messages, our topics, the way we deliver, we try to be very age appropriate. Some people like older people like me, and then they like some of our younger guys. Oh, this one might be more challenging. But in the end, they're getting a full, robust uh, teaching. I'm still trying to find a pastor as old as I am, but I'll keep looking. (laughs) So check it out, Grace Family Church, now seven locations to choose from. The new location in Clearwater at Grace Family Church, plus online. You'll find them at gfcflorida.com. There's no place like this place anywhere near this place, so this must be the place. That's what they've been saying about the Palm Pavilion since 1926. The Palm Pavilion on the north end of the sparkling beach is a Clearwater Beach landmark. Situated directly on the beach overlooking the Gulf of Mexico, the Palm Pavilion is the place to order cool tropical drinks and watch spectacular sunsets. Tempt your taste buds with perfect pasta, sizzling steaks, chicken or seafood wraps, shrimp and crab chowder. Come for a day or stay for the night. A casual atmosphere featuring live entertainment on the deck. The Palm Pavilion Inn and Beachside Grill and Bar on sparkling Clearwater Beach. Visit them on the web at palmpavilion.com or better yet, visit in person. 10 Bay Esplanade on the north end of Clearwater Beach. The Palm Pavilion Inn and Beachside Grill. 
And sunsets are always free at the Palm Pavilion. Welcome back to the home team on TheAnswerTampa.com, AM860, The Answer, and Facebook Live. And before we bring in the rubber cement man, uh, let's uh, run through uh, the season for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers since they'll be kicking it off a week from tomorrow night in Dallas. Uh, Week one at the Dallas Cowboys. I have them winning. John, how do you see it? Winning. All right. And Jason? I have a win as well. All right. And uh, at the New Orleans Saints, I have them losing. John? Winning. All right. Jason? I have a win. All right. Both of you picking them to win at New Orleans. Green Bay Packers for the home opener. I have them winning that. John? Winning. Jason? I have a win. All right. So you've got them uh, uh, both. If you have them 3-0 and at this point. And the Kansas City Chiefs uh, in the Sunday night game, I have them losing that one in a rematch of Super Bowl a couple of years ago. John, how about you? That's a loss. All right. And Jason? I'll put that for a loss as well. All right. All three of us picking them to lose that one. The Atlanta Falcons come to town on October the 9th. I have them winning that game. John? Win. And Jason? I have a win. All right. And uh, then the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road on October the 16th uh, in Pittsburgh. I have them losing. John? Losing. All right. Jason? I have losing. All right. And then... uh, At the Carolina Panthers the following week, I have them bouncing back with a win. John? Win. And Jason? Win. All right. Uh, At the home to the Baltimore Ravens, Thursday night football, October 27th, I have them winning that, John? Loss. All right. And Jason? I have a loss there. Okay. The Los Angeles Rams come to town, a rematch of the uh, NFC Championship game. Uh, on November the 6th, I have a win for the Bucks. How about you? I have uh, a loss. A loss. And Jason? I have a win. All right. Then they head to Germany for the game against the Seattle Seahawks in Munich, Germany on the 13th of November. I have them winning that game, their first win overseas. John, how about you? I have a win. All right. And Jason? I have a win. Okay. Uh, then they have their bye week before traveling to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Uh, I have them beating Cleveland. Win. All right, Jason. Yep, me too. Win. Okay, and then they come home to host the New Orleans Saints in Monday Night Football, December the 5th. I have them winning over the Saints in that one. John? I have a loss. A loss. And Jason? I have a win. A win. All right. And uh, and then they travel to the West Coast to face the San Francisco 49ers. I have a loss there. John? Loss. And Jason? I have a loss. All right. Back home to host Cincinnati, I have a win over the Bengals. John? I have a loss. And Jason? Loss. All right. And then uh, travel back out west again to Arizona. I have them losing that game on Christmas night. I have a win. A win for John. And how about you, Jason? Win. All right. Back home for the final home game of the regular season on New Year's Day against the Carolina Panthers. I have a win. John? Win. And uh, Jason? I have a win. Okay. And uh, the final game of the season at Atlanta on uh, either January 7th or 8th, to be determined. I have them winning that one. John? I have an upset for Atlanta winning. Okay. And Jason? I have a loss on that game. Okay. All right. We'll total all those up. But let's bring in the rubber cement man to wrap things up. Hello, RCM. Well, I've got them losing the first four games. Oh, man. That's a rough one. 
disorder. I know you mentioned that last week. Yeah, last week we talked. Yeah. It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. I don't think they're gonna lose all four though. I don't think they're gonna go on four. I don't know about a Super Bowl. I know there are female referees yes, in the, the NFL. Yeah. I thought there were. I thought there was one in, in uh, one of the Super Bowl games. I don't believe so. Could be wrong there, but I I don't remember that. Maybe it was a playoff game. Mm-hmm. It was a playoff game. Mm-hmm. They've got, but they've gotten pretty high up. And baseball seems to be lagging behind. We do yep. have you down, uh, Rubber Cement Man, for Brigham Young winning forty-eight to ten. And Utah winning 40 to 20. Yeah, I'm picking both of them. All right. And by the way, according to my calculations, and if my math is wrong, let me know, but I have the Bucks finishing 12 and 5. John has them 9 and 8. And Jason, you have them 11 and 6. That's right. So uh, that's how we picked. Uh, First time I can remember us, me having the most optimistic. Mm-hmm. View for the Bucks. Well, I, I still think they could they could uh, go to the Super Bowl, win the Super Bowl. I just think the regular season they got a tough schedule, mm-hmm. so it, it might it might be where they re, you know revive themselves in the playoffs. You can review it this week and have change it before next week if you need to. <laughs> well, I think they're going to win eight games. So you got them eight and nine. Yeah, a losing season. Wow. Okay, that's not the yeah. way Tom Brady will want to go out. No, but uh, we'll see what happens. Well, that. That's, that's what I said last week. I said he should have gone out on top, and he's not going to go out on top now. Okay. If, All if, right. After he, after he does such dismally this year, ain't nobody going to want him, so he'll, and he'll have to go home with his tail between his legs. Well, I think his wife will make him retire. I think there won't be any more I I'm going to come so. back again. He may uh, not yeah, make I it through the season. This is it. Yeah. Thank you, Rubber Cement Man, and thanks to all of you. Thanks to Rick Vaughn for joining us on the program today. And also thanks to uh, Robert Bridenstine from Advent Health Center Ice. We will talk to you again next Saturday at 11 o'clock on the home team on TheAnswerTampa.com, AM860, The Answer, and Facebook Live.